Section 8 of Fairy Prince and Other Stories by Eleanor Hallowell Abbott. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. The Gift of the Probable Places, Part 2. He made a little chuckle in his throat. He began to look at young Annie Halloway all over again. And what does your mother say about her? he pointed. My mother says, I explained, that she only hopes that the person who finds her mind will be honest enough to return it. What, said old man Smith, to return it? Honest enough to return it? He began to do everything all over again, to chuckle, to rock, to take young Annie Halloway's chin in his hand. And what did you say your name was, my pretty darling? he asked. Young Annie Halloway looked a little surprised. My name is Robin, she said. Dearest Robin, I think. You think wrong, said old man Smith. He frowned with ferocity. It made us pretty nervous all of a sudden. Carol went off to look at the beehive to calm himself. Young Annie Halloway picked up the end of one of her long braids and looked at that. There was still about a foot of it that didn't have anything braided into it. I didn't know where to look, so I looked at the house. It was very glistening. Blue it glistened, and green it glistened, and red it glistened, and pink and purple and yellow. Oh, see, I pointed, there's old Mrs. Beckett's rose vase with the gold edge. She dropped it on the brick garden walk the day her son, who'd been lost at sea for eleven years, walked through the gate all alive and perfectly dry. And that chunky white nozzle with the blue stripe on it? I know what that is. It's the nose of Deacon Perry's first wife's best teapot. I've seen it there, in a glass cupboard on the top shelf. She never used it except when the preacher came. The deacon's second wife broke it, feeding the chickens out of it, said old man Smith. And that little scrap of saucer, I cried, with the pansy petal on it? Why, that's little Hallie Bent's doll dishes. We played with them down in the orchard. She died, I cried. She had the whooping measles. That little scrap of saucer, said old man Smith, was the only thing they found in Mr. Bent's bank box. What the widow was looking for was gold. And that green glass stopper, I cried, oh, goody, 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 why, that— Hush your noise, said old man Smith, history is solemn. The whole history of the village is written on the outer walls of my house. When the sun strikes here, strikes there, on that bit of glass, on this bit of crockles, the edge of a plate, the rim of a tumbler, I read about folks' minds, what they loved, what they hated, what they was thinking of instead when it broke. He snatched his long white beard in his hands. He wagged his head at me. There's a law about breaking things, he said, same as there's a law about losing em. My house is a sample book, he said. On them there walls, all stuck up like that, I've got a sample of most every mind in the village. People give em to me themselves, he said. They let me rake out their trash barrels every now and then. They don't know what they're given. Now that little pewter rosette there. It would be nice, wouldn't it, I said, if you could find a sample of young Annie Halloway's mind. Then maybe you could match it. Eh, said old man Smith, a sample of her mind? He looked jerky. He growled in his throat. Ahem, ahem, he said. He closed his eyes. I thought he'd decided to die. I screamed for Carol. He came running. He'd only been bee-stung twice. Old man Smith opened his eyes. His voice sounded queer. 
"'Where do they think she lost her mind?' he whispered. "'In Europe,' I said, "'maybe in a train. "'Maybe on a boat. "'They don't know. "'She can't remember anything about it.' "'Hmm,' said Old Man Smith. "'He looked at young Annie Halloway. "'And where do you think you lost it?' he said. "'Young Annie Halloway seemed very much pleased to be asked. "'She laughed right out. "'In a march wind,' she said. "'Eh?' said Old Man Smith. "'He turned to me again. "'What did you say her name was?' he asked. "'I felt a little cross. "'Halloway,' I said. "'Halloway, Halloway, Halloway. "'They live in the big house out by the chestnut trees. "'They only come here in the summers, except now. "'The doctors say it's Mysteria.' "'The doctors say what is Mysteria?' said Old Man Smith. "'What Annie's got, I explained. "'What made her lose her mind? "'Mysteria is what they call it.' "'Hm,' said Old Man Smith. He reached way down into his pocket. He pulled out a box. He opened the box. It was full of pieces of colored glass and of china. He juggled them in his hands. They looked gay. Red they were, and green, and white, and yellow, and blue. He snatched out all the blue ones and hid them quick in his pocket. She seemed sort of partial to blue, he said. There was one funny big piece of glass that was awful shiny. When he held it up to the light, it glinted and glowed all sorts of colors. It made your eyes feel very calm. Annie Halloway reached out her hand for it. She didn't say a word. She just stared at it with her hand all reached out. But old man Smith didn't give it to her. He just sat and stared at her eyes. Her eyes never moved from the shining bit of glass. They looked awful funny. Bigger and bigger they got, and rounder and rounder and stiller and stiller. It was like a puppy dog pointing a little bird in the grass. It made you feel queer. It made you feel all sort of hollow inside. It made your legs wobble. Carol's mouth was wide open. So was Old Man Smith's. Old Man Smith reached out suddenly and put the shining bit of glass right into Annie Halloway's hand. It fell through her fingers but her hand stayed just where it was, reaching out into the air. "'Put down your arm,' said Old Man Smith. Annie Halloway put it down. Her eyes were still staring very wide. "'Look,' said Old Man Smith, "'look.' He dropped several pieces of colored glass china into her lap. She chose the handle of a red teacup and a little chunk of yellow crockery. She stared and stared at them, but all the time it was as though her eyes didn't see them. All the time it was as though she was looking at something very far away. Then all of a sudden she began to jingle them together in her hand, the little piece of red china and the chunk of yellow bowl, and swing her shoulders and stamp her foot. It looked like dancing. It sounded like clappers. Oh, ho, this is Spain, she laughed. Old Man Smith snatched all the blue pieces of china and glass out of his pocket again and tossed them into her lap. He looked sort of mad. "'Spain,' he said. "'Spain? What in the old Harry has a handful of glass and china got to do with Spain?' "'Harry?' said Annie Halloway. "'Old Harry?' Her eyes looked wider and blinder every minute. It was as though everything in her was wide awake except the thing she was thinking about. Harry, she puzzled. Harry? She dropped the red and yellow china from her hand 
and picked up a piece of blue glass and offered it to old man smith why that is harry she said she reached for the pigtail that had the blue larkspur braided into it she pointed to the pigtail that had the blue fan braided into it why that is harry she said she made a little sob in her throat old man smith jingled his hands at her there 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 my pretty he said never mind never mind he opened his hands there were some little teeny tiny pieces of plain glass in his hands little round knobs like beads they were very shining they made a nice jingle when annie halloway saw them she screamed and snatched them in her hand and threw them away just as far as she could all over the grass she threw them i will not she screamed i will not i will not her tears were awful when she got through screaming her face looked like a wet cloth that had everything else wrung out of it except shadows where is harry said old man smith he said it very slowly and then all over again where is harry you wouldn't have darest not tell him if you'd known annie halloway started to pick up some blue glass again then she stopped and looked all around her it was a jerky stop her jaw sort of dropped harry is in prison she said even though she'd said it herself she seemed to be awfully surprised at the news she shook and shook her head as though she was trying to wake up the idea that was asleep her eyes were all scrunched up now with trying to remember about it she dragged the back of her hands across her forehead first one hand and then the other she opened her eyes very wide again and looked at old man smith where is harry said old man smith annie halloway never took her eyes from old man smith's face it it was the night we crossed the border from france to spain she said her voice sounded very funny and far away it sounded like reciting a lesson too there were seven of us and a teacher from the paris art school she recited it it was the march holiday there there was a woman a strange woman in the next compartment who made friends with me she seemed to be crazy over my hair she asked if she might braid it for the night Without any tears at all, Annie Halloway began to sob again. When they waked us up at the custom, she sobbed, Harry came running. His face was awful. She's braided diamonds in your hair, he cried. I heard her talking with her accomplice. A hundred thousand dollars worth of diamonds. Smugglers and murderers both they are. Everybody will be searched. He tore at my braids i tore at my braids the diamonds rattled out harry tried to catch them he pushed me back into the train i saw soldiers running i thought they were going to shoot him he thought they were going to shoot him i saw his eyes he looked so so surprised i'd never noticed before how blue his eyes were i tell you i saw his eyes i couldn't speak there wasn't anybody to explain just why he had his hands full of diamonds i saw his eyes i tell you i couldn't speak i tell you i never spoke my tongue went dead in my mouth for months i never spoke i've only just begun to speak again i've only just she started to jump up from the ground where she was sitting she couldn't 
She had braided Old Man Smith in his wheelchair into her hair. When she saw what she had done, she toppled right over on her face and fainted all out. Over behind the lilac bush, somebody screamed. It was Annie Halloway's mother. With her was a strange gentleman who had come all the way from New York to try and cure Annie Halloway. The strange gentleman was some special kind of a doctor. Hush, hush, the special doctor kept saying to everybody. This is a very crucial moment. Can't you see that this is a very crucial moment? He pointed to Annie Halloway on the grass. Her mother knelt beside her, trying very hard to comb old man Smith in his wheelchair out of her pigtail. Speak to her, said the doctor. Speak to her very gently. Annie, cried her mother. Annie, Annie, Annie. Annie Halloway opened her eyes very slowly and looked up. It was a brand new kind of look. It had a bottom to it instead of being just through and through and through. There was a little smile in it, too. It was a pretty look. Why, mother, said Annie Halloway, where am I? The special man from New York made a queer little sound in his throat. Thank God, he said, she's all right now. It seemed pretty quick to me. You mean, I said, that her mysteria is all cured now? Not mysteria, said the special man from New York. Hysteria. No, hysteria, corrected old man Smith. The special man from New York began to laugh. But Annie Halloway's mother began to cry. Oh, just suppose we'd never found her, she cried. She looked at Carol. She looked at me. She glared a little, but not so awfully much. When you naughty children ran away with her, she cried, and we couldn't find her anywhere, and the doctor came, and there was only an hour to spare, and we got a horse and drove round anywhere, and, and, I wouldn't have missed it for anything, said the special man from New York. And all your appointments waiting, cried Annie Halloway's mother. Darn the appointments, said the special man from New York. He slanted his head and looked at old man Smith. We arrived, he said, just at the moment when the young lady was gazing so, so intently at the piece of shiny glass. He made a funny grunt in his throat. Let me congratulate you, Mr. Mr. Smith, he said. Your treatment was most efficient. Your hypnosis was perfect. Your hip nothing, said old man Smith. Of course, in a case like this, said the special man from New York, the power of suggestion is always. All young folks, said old man Smith, are cases of one kind or another. And the most powerful suggestion that I can make is that somebody find Harry. Harry, said Annie Halloway's mother. Harry? Why, I've got four letters at home for Annie in my desk now from some imp impetuous young man who signs himself Harry. He seems to be in an architect's office in Paris. Robin is what he calls Annie. Dearest Robin. Eh? said Annie Halloway. What? Where? She sat bolt upright. She scrambled to her feet. She started for the carriage. Her mother had to run to catch her. The special man from New York followed them just as fast as he could. Old man Smith wheeled his chair to the gate to say goodbye. Everything seemed all mixed up. Annie Halloway's mother never stopped talking a single second. Oh, my pet, she cried, my precious, my treasure. With one foot on the carriage step, 
The special man from New York turned round and looked at Old Man Smith. He smiled a funny little smile. Seek and ye shall find, he said. That is, if you only know how and where to seek. Old Man Smith began to chuckle in his beard. Yes, I admit that's quite a help, he said, the knowing how and where. But before you set out seeking very hard for anything that's lost, it's a pretty good idea to find out first just exactly what it is that you're seeking for. When a young lady's lost her mind, for instance, that's one thing. But if it's her heart that's lost, why that, of course, is quite another. Annie Halloway's face wasn't white any more. It was as red as roses. She had it in her mother's shoulder. The horses began to prance. The carriage began to creak. Annie Halloway's mother looked all around. Oh, dear, oh, dear, oh, dear, Mr. Mr. Smith, she said, how shall I ever repay you? Old Man Smith reached out his hand across the fence. There was sort of a twinkle in his eye. One dollar, please, said Old Man Smith. End of Section 8